everyone, and welcome to another episode of the NCSS Parent Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Shabri Jones, and today we have a fantastic guest with us. Joining the show is Mrs. Deborah Larry, the Work-Based Learning EBI Coordinator for the Newton College and Career Academy. Welcome, Ms. Larry. Thank you, Shabri. I am so happy and excited to be here today. Well, we're thrilled to have you. So let's just dive right in. So could right. you start by telling our listeners about your role as the Work-Based Learning and EBI Coordinator? As the Work-Based Learning and EBI Coordinator, I am housed at the Newton College and Career Academy. However, I work with all of the work-based learning students throughout Newton County School System. My role is to go out and visit the students who have jobs and internships in the county and to check to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. I track their hours. I track their wages. I also teach them employability skills. Um, I also work very hard and not just me, but all of the work-based learning coordinators and engaging businesses to build relationships and to build new placements for our students. And for the EBI piece, the entrepreneurial business incubator piece, we have an incubator here at the Career Academy when we have some students who have their own companies. So I work with them along with um, Ms. Schott works with me with that. And that is my role. Awesome. Now that's good to know about the students being able to have their own business. Mm -hmm. um, so just give us a brief overview of what work-based learning entails and its importance. Okay. The book definition of work-based learning is, if you Google it, it'll just say it's an extension of classroom learning, but it's so much more than that. Um, work-based learning allows students to apply what I call soft and hard skills that they learn in the classroom in the workplace. Work-based learning is a program that allows students to leave early. They leave school early and they go to either their job or their internship. If the student completes the job or internship satisfactorily for the school year, they can receive or will receive a CTAE elective credit, just like if they were actually sitting in a CTAE class, like a marketing class or culinary class. So the overview is that work-based learning does, in fact, extend student learning into the workplace. Okay, so that leads me to my next question. Um, so how do or what kind of experiences do they gain that could possibly enhance their college and career readiness? Some of the experiences that they gain, of course, is on the job training. They learn leadership skills. Quite a few of our work-based learning students work their way up into supervisory positions, even though they're at a young age. They also earn, um, like, for example, some of the stu culinary students, they earn SurfSafe certification. And they, they, because of that, sometimes they, can, they will make more money than some of the other workers that don't have that. There are a lot of credentials that the students are able to get. Some of the mentors and employers also offer, they offer scholarships. They offer, uh, like I said, on-the-job training. Some um, I had one student one year, his employer was so impressed with him that he paid to get him a forklift certification. So there are all kinds of opportunities out there if the student is willing to work hard. Now that's amazing. That That is truly amazing. Now, after hearing all of this, as a student, what do I need to qualify for work-based learning? 
All right. For students, the students have to be juniors or seniors. They have to be on track for graduation. They have to have an 80 or above grade point average. They have to have good attendance and acceptable discipline. Some students that I talk to sometimes don't know what their current GPA is or uh, what is acceptable discipline. And we, the coordinators, we always refer them back to the uh, counselors. So we post all of the announcements at school. We send the information out. So any junior or senior can apply. And those are the requirements. Okay. Now, back in my day, <laughs> I was in work-based learning. And do they, the students still have to submit like their pay stubs and things yes, like that? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, they do. <laughs> and oh, wow. It's a little different now. Um, we collect them several different ways and several different platforms because um, some some students submit them online to us now. Some students, uh, some coordinators use like a Google form to submit hours. And then there are just some employers that they want to see a paper copy. So believe it or not, we still do use paper copies. So we have a, a multitude of different ways that they submit their time cards. Okay, nice. Now, how does Newton County School System and CTAE collaborate with the local businesses and industries to create meaningful work-based learning experiences for our students? That is a great question. Um, I am so fortunate, or we are so fortunate to be in Newton County because the entire time that I've been a work-based learning coordinator, we have had an outstanding relationship with the Newton Chamber. And one of the big things that we do here that some school systems don't do is we have a highly engaged district-wide CTA advisory committee. The members of this committee are business and industry members who give us input and feedback on our curriculum, for example. Are we teaching the classes that align with the job openings that they currently have. Um, um, my CTA director, Dr. Tim Schmidt, is very adamant about alignment. So since I've been a work-based learning coordinator several times, the CTA pathways have been changed to meet the needs of local business and industry. And that's extremely important. Another way that we collaborate with businesses and industries is um, we have mock interviews. We have career expos at the different high schools. We have robotics tournaments. We have some of the best um, career technical and organiza uh, student organizations such as FBLA, FFA, DECA. Um, our business and industry partners are highly engaged with these people as well, our train CTAU trainers. And we have networking events. And I also want to mention that Dr. Tim Schmidt started a Connect Newton teacher externship program that runs in the summer. And that is a phenomenal way for our teachers to get a firsthand view of what companies are looking for and how they can match their curriculum to the jobs of the future that are out there. And they get to do their externships at places like Michelin, Takeda, General Mills, SRG Global. Um, and that one is a really great program that has bought, brought a lot of our business partners on board even more. Nice. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Now, as a parent, mm -hmm. what advice 
would you give me if I'm unfamiliar with the concept of work-based learning and I may be considering it, whether it's a, a fit for my child or not? That's another great question. I would suggest that if a parent is not already familiar with work-based learning, that they talk with their students' counselor first to see if that may be an option that is available to them their junior or senior year. The other thing that they can do is on each high school website, uh, we have a work-based learning tab. And on that tab, we have all types of information about work-based learning and what it entails. We also have a georgiawbl.org website that goes more into depth about work-based learning, and it has um, all kinds of success stories of, of different counties in the state of Georgia. And um, if they want to learn, that, that would be the best way. I also want to mention that the work-based learning coordinators and I, we attend a lot of the open houses. We try to make as many of these events as we can. The career expos, uh, parents are invited, even though it's business and industry. A lot of these events, the parents come to, and I would highly recommend that if they're interested and they want to find out more information, to seek out their work-based learning coordinator at these events. And of course, they can always call us at the schools. Okay. Now, let's say my student gets into the work-based learning program. As a parent, what role would you need me to play to su support and encourage my child um, in the work-based learning program? Parental involvement and work-based learning is key. It is so crucial. We work as a team, not with the student, the parent, the employer and the coordinator. The parent role is, um, in fact, it's so critical that at the beginning of the school year, we actually have a parent-student-employer orientation where we invite all of these stakeholders to come so that we can talk about how we can make our work-based learning students successful. We ask the, the parents to encourage the students to do well on their jobs or in their internship, but they are also, uh, they help us gauge how the students are doing. So I'll give you an example. Um, a lot of the students, because they're young, they think they're invincible and they can do it all. So sometimes from time to time, I will get a call from a parent and say, hey, Miss Larry, I'm, I'm happy that my child is out there working. I'm happy that he's doing great in, in all these things, but he's struggling in XYZ course, and I'm concerned about it. And um, this is very critical and crucial because um, when we look at the Newton County School goals and mission, it, I'm sorry, goals and mission is educational excellence. So I tell my work-based learning students that I'm happy they're here, but graduating is the goal. So our parents do a wonderful job of letting us know how their child is doing, giving us feedback, and um, they are there to encourage them and to kind of be an eye, help us to make sure that they are being successful, not only in the workplace, but also at school. Right. And I'm sure maturity is one of the main things that you look for when accepting students into this. Can you handle Yes, work-based learning student. Yes. Now, there's always a question. Are there any misconceptions um, from a parent perspective that you get in, all the time about work-based learning? Okay. 
this happened just last week. This happens all the time. Um, (laughs) And we have tried to change the perception and we're still trying. So I went to a work-based learning meeting last week in another county and we had work-based learning coordinators there from oh gosh, 20, 30 different counties in the state of Georgia. We had a speaker come in who is someone in there in the school system in this county, not Newton County. And the first thing he said was, I know how important you work-based learning coordinators are because everybody's not going to college. That's the main misconception. Um, There are some parents and students who still think that if a student does work-based learning, that they're not going to college. That is not true. Um, I have students or we have work-based learning students who are in the STEM Academy. They're in Alanis over at Newton. They're in ROTC. They're in dual enrollment classes. And um, for example, the students who have internships, that's a part of work-based learning. They're engineering students that are going to be going to Georgia Tech and other schools. Um, I have a ROTC student that just got accepted to West Point. She's a work-based learning student. So that's the biggest con- misconception. And it, it kind of gets frustrating when, um, like, I've talked with parents in the past who've had a phenomenal student who would be a good fit for work-based learning, but they wouldn't allow them to do it because they thought it was only a program for for people who are going straight into the workforce and not college. And that's that's the biggest misconception. Okay. Now, with resources and technology, of course, on the rise in this day and time, what types of um, training or resources are available to students um, for work-based learning? So one of the things that we use is a, software platform called PATHFOL. And with PATHFOL, like for example, last year, I set up my virtual mock interviews through PATHFOL and they uh, assist us in getting business and industry members to match the student's pathway, CTA pathway. And the students did, they did some in-person interviews, but they did a lot of virtual mock interviews. So we had students actually interviewing online with people from all across the country. And I, I cannot tell you what an, a fabulous opportunity that is for our students. We also use PAPL for career exploration. We use it for virtual job shadowing, virtual industry visits. We use YouTube quite a bit to train our students on employability skills, such as elevator pitches um, and Sometimes they create their own videos as well, using the different platforms that we have available here in Newton County. And a lot of times students, they can access that through their class link or their launch pad. Yes. Pathful. Okay. And mm-hmm. is it just for 11th and 12th grade or can they use it in the 9th and 5th grade? Oh, no, it's for all, right, all high school students and I believe middle school as well. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look ahead. If I, let's say I'm a rising 11th grader, um, Mm -hmm. how can I go about signing up for work-based learning? Okay. Um, The first thing that I would do is if I had some questions about work-based learning, I would seek out my work-based learning coordinator at my school. 
Secondly, if, if it's something that you know you want to do, then I would speak with my counselor to make sure that work-based learning is going to be a fit in my schedule. And thirdly, I would make sure that I, if I already have a job, I'm good. But if I don't have a job, seek a job. So what a lot of students do is over the summer, they will find a job and then they may come see me or come see us in August when school starts. So that's an option as well. And if there are students who do not already have a job, we work very hard to try to find jobs and internships for them. And we also have a work-based learning job board that they can use as well, because you have to have a job to be enrolled in work-based learning. And let's say if in August comes around and I don't have said job or internship, how long do you give the students to kind of maintain or get a job how long do you give them they have two weeks to get a job okay they yeah. have to push the pavement yes <laughs> yeah uh, the, the majority of them will already have a job though it's only a handful that won't and then like I said um if if they don't already have one then we can try to get jobs and internships for them in that two-week period now with the internships um do they run for the entire school year or is it semester based? How do the internships work a lot of times? The students are expected to complete the, the internship for the entire year. And that's what they sign up for. And we explain that at the beginning of the school year. Now, are some of the internships paid or they're just based on experience? <laughs> yes, they are. Nice. <laughs> yes, a, a lot of them are paid, but I that's another misconception that I would like to mention, Shabri. Um, there is value in all experiences. And I understand that there are some people that can't do non-paid internships. But if it's your passion and if it's something that you truly think that you want to do when you finish high school, I would highly uh, recommend entertaining a non-paid internship. And sometimes depending on how well the student does, it can turn into a paid internship. So if a student is in a position where that it could be non-paid, um, I would say go ahead and at least get, get that under your belt. And uh, that is an opportunity that's out there. But I do understand that in this day and age, things are so expensive. So yes, some of the uh, internships are paid. Okay. Now, I heard you say that students do leave campus early um, for work-based learning. What does the transportation um, situation look like? Do they have to have their own transportation? Um, is transportation available to them? That's another good question. The majority of the students um, drive. And I do. we do have some students who they have a range pickup with a family member. So they, they may have a family member that um, transports them to wherever they need to go. Uh, another good thing about the CTA programs we have in Newton County, uh, we, at each of the high schools, we do have some people that, that work. Well, I'm going to speak to NCCA because I'm not specific on the different pathways at the different high schools. Uh, so let's say, for example, if you're in the early childhood education pathway, instead of leaving school, you could stay here and work in the pre-K classrooms. We have two pre-K classrooms and we have 
uh, ECE students who, so instead of signing out and leaving campus, they go into the pre-K classrooms and help the little pre-Kers with homework and um, reading labs and that kind of thing. Uh, we also have some in our marketing program and our marketing pathway. We have a cafe here at the school. It's called The Lounge, and it's a school-based enterprise student-led business that's run by the marketing students. So those are some who, they, again, they don't leave campus, but they do work, and they, they it's just like if they had a regular job. They have to do inventory control. They have to provide good customer service. So that's another take on. Um, so I don't want to discourage a student if they don't have transportation and they think they do want to do work-based learning. The best thing to do is to talk with your work-based learning coordinator about it. And maybe there's some some uh, work site available for you. Okay, awesome. Good to know. Now, as a parent, how can I stay informed about work-based learning options available at the high school? And when can I sign up? We are pushing out our um, information now for the next school year. And by pushing out, I mean, we're on Facebook, we're on X, we're on Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, we have... Like I said, there's a work-based learning tab on each of the high schools, um, high school webpage. That's another way to find out the information. And um, gosh, I'm leaving one out. What am I leaving out? Oh, announcements. So we're making announcements at the high schools and uh, we have QR codes that the students can scan to give us the information. And then what we can do is we can come find them and talk about what they want to do for next year. Okay, great. And also, I'm assuming they can speak with their counselors as well. To... Counselors, yes. Counselors, counselors, they do a phenomenal job of getting the information out to our students. Awesome. Now, Miss Larry, I know you have some success stories that you can share with us about students who have participated in the work-based learning program in the Newton County School District. Do you have some that you can share with us? Yes, I do. I know I only have a limited amount of time, but I do want to say that some of the big success, biggest success stories that make me smile is as a work-based learning coordinator, I have to go out and visit um, the student workers. And what I'm finding is that more and more of the sites that I'm visiting now have work-based learning students who have graduated that are now the boss of the student. Oh, that's so, amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And it's growing. And I, I'm just so proud of these individuals because they have worked their way. Some of them have remained at some of the jobs and worked their way up to a supervisory position. And some have moved on to other companies. Uh, another success story is I've had a work-based learning student and he worked at Nishimbo. It's a big company out here in Newton County. And he they were so pleased with his credentials and how great he was at his job that they sent him to Japan. I have another student who was an apprentice at a, another local company called Varescence and they shipped him off to Paris to, so a lot of the students will come back, well, graduates will come back and they will tell me, Miss Larry, guess what I'm doing? And, you know, uh, and that's another thing. Um, part of my role is to track some of the youth apprenticeship kids. And um, so we have, some students who have 
started their own companies. I have one graduate. He started his own engineering firm. Um, I could just go on and on and on. Just so proud of these these students. That is amazing. Now, do you ever get the opportunity to have these students come back and talk to your current students about, you know, life in work-based learning and what it did for them? All the time. Just last week, we had our work-based learning aspiring young professionals dinner, and we had a 2016 grad come back and talk with the work-based learning students about her journey. And she started out in marketing um, at a job, and she's now over sales and branding for Chick-fil-A and she's worked her way up. Yeah. And so she, so I do, I do it all, every chance I get, I invite them back because that's how the students can make connections and, and see what's out there. Awesome. And I'm sure they love to come back for you, Miss Larry, because you're the most amazing. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, Miss Larry, we'd like to thank you so much for joining us today. This was some great information all about work-based learning, and it was very helpful. And I'm sure the parents that are listening, this will benefit them in helping them make decisions with their students about what their plan is for their junior and senior year. <laughs> Can I say, make one shout out? Yes, absolutely. I would like to shout out the Newton County School System Technology Department, the IT department, because every summer they have students that intern and it's a paid internship. And <laughs> those students have gone on to do some pretty phenomenal things, thanks to our IT department in Newton County Schools. And that is huge. And I want to thank you all for that. Thank you for helping us find students to fulfill that program. And parents, please be on the lookout because that information is coming. So rising 11th and 12th graders, we are looking for you. <laughs> and again, thank you so much, Miss Larry. We really appreciate you stopping by and giving us all this great information. And we want to thank you, thank our listeners for tuning in. And we want you to remember to subscribe, to stay up to date on our future podcast episodes. And until next time, this is Shabri Jones wishing you joyful learning and meaningful connections. And remember, NCSS is the best.